Alright, welcome back to the latest and greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we're bringing Michigan football each and every week. My name is Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And Craig, it is after Christmas, post-Christmas, still in the middle of the holiday season because New Year's is right around the corner, bringing us Michigan football, which is awesome. But uh, how was your Christmas? Anything, any special event, any awesome gifts? Christmas hangover. That There's such a thing. I mean, really, there's got to be. Man, dude, so I'm so, you know those times you just say, you're just eating just to eat. You're not even, you're not even eating because you're some remotely hungry. You're just eating because there's so much food and it all go to waste. And you just got to pound it down because you know what happens by the end of the new year. You start saying, you know what, forget it. I'm going to start losing weight. I'm going to get in shape. So all that food goes away. So you're going to try to pound it down and stuff it down your gullet. And that's what I've been doing. And I'm just like, I'm over it. I'm overeating. I'm over packages. I'm over trying to figure out my kids' packages, the toys, and then try to open them. Oh, yeah. Packaging takes forever, doesn't it? Mm-hmm like sit there and you go man there's wires there's so many things involved and i remember back in the 80s when we had our toys we just like we opened up the package and they fell out <laughs> even secure man they just fell on the floor and hit you in the foot and broken broken the pieces man now they're a days they're just they take forever to get into yeah it's a little bit too complex i remember what I, okay i can't remember if it was one year or if there was like a small stretch of time. I feel like it was just one year. Uh, and I should have asked uh, my parents when I saw them here over the holiday. I actually saw them earlier today. Um, but there was one year where my parents were just like, screw it. And they put our, um, I, my brother and I, our presents under two separate blankets and just pulled the blanket in. It was like, there they all were. Merry Christmas, no wrapping, no nothing. Uh -huh. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure it was just one year. It was like some a fluky thing. I think actually it may have been the year um, when we were growing up, we always went out of state uh, to visit grandparents and everything, but one year we were all sick, so we oh. couldn't go. So I feel like those may have correlated. But um, yeah. something funny that I got to bring up, I don't know if you saw this, but I feel like maybe uh, time for a little reminder to some of the listeners. Um I, I broke the news to somebody that you and I were not actual brothers again. <laughs> really? Yeah. It, it seems to happen a lot more than I would think because we have this conversation every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we are. Yeah. we Craig and I, when I say my brother, like actual sibling brother, uh, I'm not referring to Craig because we are actually not related. Um which I don't know if people pick up on the subtle hints on about, you know, us meeting through previous, well, for me, previous employment and us having worked together and things like that. But, yeah, my my brother, my sibling brother is somebody other than Craig. So sorry for any disappointments. Sorry for pop bursting anybody's bubble. But my brother's from another mother. Yes. And we don't look anything alike, really, if you think about it. I'm old and he's young and... Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it's weird. It happens a lot. We have to explain ourselves. But 
And I almost feel like when people re- uh, find out, it's almost like they think we've been keeping it a secret. Yeah. And like, I'm like, no, no, we just, we talk about it, but we don't, it's not like a footnote on everything that we put out there. By the way, Brothers does not constitute a family relationship between these two co-hosts, blah, 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 Another disclaimer on our show, just in case you're disappointed. Yes, and, and somebody pointed out to me that uh, our first disclaimer is we do not pronounce names properly. No, we well. I don't. Said we mess up and well, yeah. Unless you actually hear the guy and you're watching film on the announcers of a of a high school game, you're not going to get the guy's name right. You're just going by what you read, and you do a lot of reading, and I do a lot of reading, so we we're up on that. But unless we hear it vocally, <laughs> audibly, we're not going to know their names. So. Yeah. Uh, so not to spend too much time on the holiday stuff here because we want to get to football because Michigan still has one final uh, send-off here before the uh, official end to the 2017-18 season. Uh, there was a little bit of a Christmas miracle that I uh, almost forgot to mention uh, that I get a bit of a laugh out of. Um so my brother-in-law is a fellow Michigan fan, which is always fantastic. And so he, they've moved into a new house relative, I don't know, it's been like maybe a year now, but they've been redoing the basement. So now he has basement space. He kind of calls it a man cave thing, whatever it is. He's putting Michigan stuff down there. So he asked for it for Christmas and went online, found this, uh, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but they make like bottle caps with like sports logos and team names and things like that and um and so i saw that and it was uh it looked pretty cool i didn't think he had one so i went ahead and bought one my wife and i decided to get it we went went ahead bought one and it came and it was going to be metal uh something printed on metal and we got it and it was super heavy i was like oh my gosh this was you know for how much this weighs i feel like we didn't pay that much for how heavy duty of a product this is so then uh we get to christmas and he opens it up and he's like oh wow this is awesome so he's looking at everything then all of a sudden he just like looks like he's taking it apart and instead of actually there being one there were six of them stuck together oh no what yeah so he got six of these michigan signs and I'm just sitting there like, well, no wonder the thing was so heavy. So it was actually pretty funny because he kept four, and then he gave one to me and gave one to my father-in-law. So we got a pretty good laugh out of that. Did you pay for one? It, it, all we paid for was one. Wow. So you got seven from one payment. Uh, si- well, six. There was like a total of six, yeah. Right. So it was a Christmas miracle. It was like Michigan Christmas miracle. Oh, are you ripping people off? Uh, well, let's let's just go ahead and say it's not like I'm ripping off mom and pop. I'm more like right. st- sticking it to the big man. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and if anybody wants to know Caleb's address, it's... <laughs> yeah. If you guys want to launch an investigation, just contact 1-800-SCREW-YOU. No, yeah, exactly. Um, wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that was interesting. I had to share that uh, mainly because it was a Michigan item. I thought it was pretty funny. So, Chicken Miracle. I like those. Yeah. But uh, 
more important to talk about uh, for the Michigan side of things is Michigan's final game um, for this. I, I always still like considering it to the 2017 season because even though the game's in 2018, it's the 2017 season. So um, right. Michigan is the seven and a half point favorite over the SEC South Carolina Gamecocks, which uh, I've been doing some reading. And actually, I'm kind of they came in second, I believe, in the East Division. Yeah. And which is kind of, uh, they share Michigan's record coming in at 8 4. They, I think, were only 5 and 3 in conference, though, which is kind of like, wow, you go 5 and 3 and you're still second in your division. That must be fun. But um, so they are uh, coming in. I think it's the first bowl game for. Will Muschamp, uh, since he's been the coach of South Carolina, uh, you know, Big Ten versus SEC. I don't think I need to go into detail on how much I personally and how much most uh, Big Ten fans don't really care for the SEC anyways. But um, kind of before going into grinding into the details, this is a big opportunity for both teams because they both have kind of had a meh season. You know, I mean, 8-4, and four, nothing to really gloat about. Michigan, as we w- well know and are familiar with, doesn't have a signature win. It doesn't have a good team that they beat. Um, I can't say for sure, but nothing impressive against teams with winning records. Um, right. But yeah. uh, so this is a chance for both of them to go in and – uh, you know, I mean, just finish off on a positive note and beats relatively good teams. I mean, Michigan still is a decent team, and especially having Peters back is going to be a game changer. And then South Carolina is not a bad team. Um, so this this could both be a little bit of a perk for their 2017 season if they can finish off with one. Yeah, and they both, like you were saying, similar records. They're actually very similar when it comes to their style of play too they're very um, offense is mm, average at least and both but they both uh, pretty uh, both michigan and uh south carolina both have not bad pretty i mean uh, good uh defenses michigan is better i think at de- on their defensive end uh but uh south carolina is not bad they're um they're okay, like you said. There wasn't really any big signature wins, but you know they to finish eight and four is not bad. This is the third time Michigan's meeting South Carolina. Um, we all remember last time. Yeah, and you know, obviously, we're gonna you and I and Michigan fans are pretty much sick and tired of seeing the the clowny hit on Vincent. <laughs> And and to see that, and that's that was pretty pretty memorable hit because it just laid it laid them out, and uh, that's the last time South Carolina and Michigan met, and that was a pretty doozy, and South Carolina winning that game. But you know, South Carolina has gotten the best for Michigan, and when it comes to these games, uh, bowl games, uh, when it comes to beating us, but you know, I'm thinking that's probably because of the time you know we had Rich Rod, we had Hoke here. Um, so I don't really count those years. Just trying not to think about those years, but uh, this is the third time Michigan's going to Florida. So, and you know that's 
hopefully that helps out because we quite we have about nine ten players from Florida, so hopefully that works out in our favor. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of people kind of look back and stuff, and uh, yeah, you can tell stuff from how things have previously gone, but uh, 2012 was five years ago, so a lot has certainly changed. Uh, the Outback Bowl is always fun, in my opinion, so it'll be a good one. Um, interesting thing to note is the common opponent, actually. Both uh, Michigan and South Carolina played Florida this year, um, obviously at different times in the season. Michigan played them at the very beginning, and South Carolina played them uh, almost at the very end of the season. Um, both uh, Michigan, I mean, even with, uh, if we can remember the back that far, Spate has had a rough performance with some pick sixes, uh, but Michigan still had a uh, relatively convincing win. South Carolina struggling a little bit more um, as they only won 28-20. to 20. But, I don't know, Florida was such an up-and-down team, it's kind of really hard to really yeah. use that as any kind of a measuring stick. Yeah, and uh, signature losses for South Carolina and Kentucky, that's a really bad loss for them. I mean, you don't, it's, you know, you don't lose to Kentucky. I call it a basketball college. Um, and then you lose to Texas A&M, not bad, obviously at Georgia and Clemson. So those are... Although both those teams, Georgia and Clemson, are all in the playoff. So, yeah, I could see why they lost to them. But, um, yeah, not too many signature wins. I guess Tennessee and beating Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt had a pretty good year, but uh, beating Florida was a pretty good win for them, like you said, depending on when you caught Florida at the right time. Um, but, they, you know, like you said, they finished a 5-3 and three record in the SEC. So is it is it okay? Yeah. It's, I mean, like you said, second place in the East. East Division, and you know that's where they're at. And you know it should be a. I think it's going to be a really, really good game. Um, like you said, you're talking about Brandon Peters is going to be our quarterback. That's a good sign. That's good, great for Michigan. Um, let's see if this old line holds up against uh, South Carolina's defense. They got a couple guys that uh, really wreck people on tackling um, and getting to the quarterback. So we're going to have to really get uh, hunker down and try to protect Peters to get uh, get that passing game going. Yeah, absolutely. O-line has been a question mark week in and week out. Um, as far as their record goes, I mean, it's really kind of tough to say because I'm not over, I don't think anyone is overly impressed with it. It's very questionable on exactly what to say or do about it. Because, I mean, you look at the SEC teams that they did beat, being Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, and Florida. Four of those five were basically, I don't know if I should use the term dumpster fires this year, but Missouri was a mess, um, losing bad to Purdue at one point. Florida turned out to be a mess. Tennessee turned into a complete disaster. Arkansas got rid of their head coach. And Bielema, and Vanderbilt is never anything too impressive. Um, yeah, and Tennessee losing their coach too. So yeah, so so nothing too crazy impressive there. I still think that uh, you know, I mean, South Carolina is nobody that you can just shrug off, but uh, their losses, uh, as some of them that you mentioned, two of them typical though, because 
Georgia, yeah. Georgia and Clemson, two of the four playoff teams, uh, you would kind of expect them to have those losses on the resume. So. Yeah, and, you know, Michigan, this this game is built for Michigan. I mean, it really is in the defense. I mean, look, South Carolina's offense is, is I think they're ranked 12th out of the 14th SEC teams. That's not good. I mean, that's, in fact, it's pretty bad. They're only averaging, like, 340 yards. Um, that's not good at all. So, And I believe that's, like, 24 points per game. That. This is a prime game for Michigan to come out and really end the season on a good note, and you know, I, I I call it uh, not just win, but dominate a team going into the next season and and seeing things like that. I think it's it, it is interesting because I, Peters will start, but I think what I'm hearing is obviously Shea Patterson, and you're also going to have McCaffrey in, as a backup, so. That's going to be really, really key um, to see see if what if Peter struggles to Shea go in there. Um, a little bit of drama in this <laughs> it could happen. Um, I think Peters will be ready. I think he's hungry. I think he. I think Peters wants his job, and I think he's going to light it up. And I think he's going to show it. Um, but uh, it, it'll be interesting on seeing where this offense goes, and if like I was, you and I have been talking about our offensive line, I think. South Carolina knows that our offensive line is very weak um, in areas, especially on the right side. We'll see if they exploit it. But uh, look, South Carolina's got their own issues. I mean, we got Bentley. He's their sophomore uh, quarterback. I mean, the guy's thrown for 2,500 yards, 16 touchdowns, um, but he's had 11 interceptions, and seven of those have have come from his final four games. So that really helps Michigan in that kind of area. So um, we'll see. I, I expect this defense to tear it up in this game. I really do. Yeah, I think the defense, well, the defense has always been kind of the uh, key for the team this year. And I know how I had mentioned that the defense could have put a uh, put their stamp on the 2017 season by dominating Ohio State, and they failed to do that. But I think that they'll have a good chance of doing this here because this is far from an Ohio State team and they stepped up and did a good job. Bowl games are always difficult to tell because so many things are changing. Um, Coaches coming, coaches leaving, players sitting out uh, to go to the NFL, different things like that. Fortunately, this one is not too impacted by situations like that. Um, We know that Mo Hurst is playing, Chase Winovich is playing, because um, they're going to be moving. Or, well, we don't know about Chase yet for sure, but uh, Mo at least will be for for sure moving on. But he's decided that he's going to be playing. Because um, I've been watching a lot of the bowl games that have been happening, and you know, the starting quarterbacks are sitting out. Some of them have injuries. Some of them don't want to get re-injured, and this and that, different things happening. Um, and there's not. As much with this, there are definitely their injuries. Uh, some things to make mention of. Um, probably one of the biggest things I've heard of recently for South Carolina is uh, cornerback Williams. Um, right. He had shoulder surgery after their Clemson game, uh, so he's going to be out for the bowl game. That's a big impact for them, something that Michigan might be able to uh, capitalize on. 
Uh, there are some other ones. I'm not sure exactly how key these players are. Um, injured linebacker, or I'm um, injured offensive line, tight end, wide receivers, uh, defense back. Yeah. And, and so they, they've got their injuries, of course, like I said. I'm, I'm not sure how key of those players are, but I think um, if our offensive line can hold and can have shown maybe some stability and maybe some improvement, our, our passing game could do some things, especially as I've said throughout the whole year, uh, loving what the tight ends have been able to produce, and so we'll see what can happen on the field then for the game. Yeah, and South Carolina, both, you know, they use two uh, running backs, too, that are about equal in yards, so um, both uh, about the close to the 500 range, both in yardage, uh, Turner and uh, Williams. So I think you'll see a heavy dose of those two being, coming in and out, uh, similar to Higdon and Evans with Michigan. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's interesting that – that might hurt Michigan a little bit is the very fact is Bentley, the quarterback for South Carolina, does a good job of uh, distributing the ball, getting the ball to um, a, a lot of receivers that um, he doesn't have a main guy. He has Edwards, he has Hurst, he has Smith and you know, two Smiths. But the, all, each one of them has got like four to three touchdowns apiece within the three to 500 range yardage. And I think that at times might hurt uh, Michigan because, you know, you never know who's going to get the ball. And sometimes even in bowl games, if you're covering the one guy and then you get the other guys step up and it seems like these, he's, he, he, he progresses and uses the other receivers during this game. So that'd be really, really interesting to see if that happens. But, uh, I think South Carolina is really going to be at a point where they're going to rely on their defense to uh, keep them in this game. So. Yeah, it will be um, it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Um, yeah, South Carolina's their defense is allowing only 375 yards, which is not bad, and then 147 yards on the ground. So. That yeah. should be that should be pretty good for Michigan. You know, thing you get Michigan has shown that they can obviously block when it comes to running the ball. We we've seen it. You and I have seen it and done a really good job. It's where their issue is is when it comes in the pass blocking, they're not good at all, and we need to see that happen. So we'll see what the ground game does does for Michigan. Yeah, I was looking at that. I'm actually going to be using some of those numbers there for uh, some locker dump it when we get around to that later. Um, uh, worth noting is that Muschamp actually fired his offensive coordinator, though. Um, so the guy that the team has used for the whole entire season is no longer there. And the, um, the temporary offensive coordinator, at least for the bowl game, is their wide receivers coach uh, so however that will impact their offense one thing actually I'm, I'm going to kind of shift here for a second that I just wanted to know and I was meaning to do at the beginning something that I'm really annoyed by whenever talking about South Carolina I hate it I hate it when people refer to South Carolina as USC <laughs> 
<laughs> well, like similar to uh, is it uh, Oklahoma State University OSU? Is it similar to that? Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, I'm I'm more okay with OSU. Well, well, actually, I don't know. That's. I think I'm more okay with OSU for. Wait, no, I don't know. Now that's that's gonna kind of bug me. I've thought about that too. I don't know which one bugs me worse, but yeah, that's. That's it throws gonna... you mean it throws you off. It throws me off. I'll go wait. What? You're wrong. And I'll go. Oh, okay, I forgot. <laughs> well, people do another one too. And this came from a few years back. Um, uh, MSU for Mississippi State. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's like no, no, no. <laughs> Anyways, just had to throw that in there. Um, yeah. Well, uh, some things then though for Michigan. As far as some injuries, I don't know because uh, I mean I'm I've looked at injury reports and they have they sell Brandon Peters on there as a potential of or is most likely playing, but they still have them listed on the injury report. Uh, some other players that have been listed are Grant Newsome, uh, Donovan Jeter, Tariq Black uh, is uh, they those are out. Uh, Tariq Black, we were at, when he first got injured. There was rumor that he might come back at the end of the season, but most people, ourselves kind of included, didn't think that they would try to push him to get back at all this season. Uh, just let him just fully recover and go on from there. Um, Nico Collins is down for an ankle issue. Uh, Eubanks down for head. Yeah. Uh, and then it's it. So pronunciation here, it's villain, right? Villain, right? Villain. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. There you go. Pronunciation fail. Um, lower body questionable, uh, and then I mentioned the other ones. So, uh, but Brandon, like I said, Brandon Peters was on an injury list, and we've seen all different things and and heard better things as things have been going on. And Peters essentially trying to establish himself not just by performance, but by I guess you would say attitude or uh, shoot. I feel like there was a better word, but um, uh, establishing himself as the quarterback. This is my team, right? So, yeah, yeah, and that, and I think that might just really, really help Michigan in this game. That he's going to come out focused and hungry to keep this position because I think he knows. He has a really, really good game in this bowl game, and he just uh, is very impressive. That uh, Shea Patterson's going to really have <laughs> he's going to have his work cut out for him because you know you and I, you know, and I've told you that uh, you know I'm kind of a guy that likes to start using quarterbacks that Jim Harbaugh's recruited and start getting them in the mix and start working with them and doing really, really well. And, you know, I've never been a really fan of a recru- uh, transfers coming in. You know, I. I, I I have to admit, I was very, very uh, skeptical about taking Shea Patterson until I saw the tape, and I said, yeah, this guy's got the tangibles to win. He's good, but I'm also a person that gets sick of using transfers to for Michigan. We never, I don't think it's been a long, long time since Michigan's had a quarterback we've recruited and started for three to four years uh, and worked alongside our receivers. And so... Um, if Shea Patterson's special, like Russell Wilson was, 
for Wisconsin, then that's great. And I'm all for it. But, uh, yeah, I think he's going to come out hungry. And I think Peters needs this game to go and, and do well and play very, very well. Or, you know, Harbaugh could put in Shea Patterson and see if he does. So. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I, we've talked about the quarterback position every single game because we've gone through three of them this year. And we've already talked about how this team, the entire team, offense and defense, seems to rally around Brandon Peters. So uh, it will be interesting for sure. I think it's going to be a big boost for this game. I think I'm, I'm very optimistic about this game, and I think that things will go well. Yeah. But... Uh, but yeah, so looking at some numbers, uh, I don't know if you want to necessarily say let's dive into the boring part of things, but uh, to end off the season, Michigan was scoring uh, just under 26 points per game and allowing their point uh, opponents only to score a little over 18 points a game. And then South Carolina kept things a little bit closer as they were only scoring just above 24 points a game, and their opponents were scoring just under 21 points a game. Um, right. Yeah. And then, do uh, passing yards, Michigan comes in with uh, just breaking 2,000. Nothing too crazy impressive there. While well, kind of do what you were mentioning, passing yards for South Carolina, over 2,500. And uh, the Michigan rushing rushing was, uh, I mean, the offensive scheme was, uh, they did a relatively, it kept things relatively even because Michigan was putting up uh, 2,200 rushing yards for the regular season. And then South Carolina rushing attack, much less production as they just broke 1,500 for rushing. Yeah. So um, where things stand now going into the bowl season, Michigan comes in with the number one pass defense, um, and South Carolina comes ranked 69th. Quite a drastic difference there. Uh, Things get a little bit closer when you look at the rushing defense. Michigan still with the top 20. Uh, coming in at that last spot there, number 20 for the rushing defense. South Carolina moving up a little bit to number 45. So, yeah, not bad either. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, uh, I mean, just a quick survey of those numbers and everything kind of works better in Michigan's favor because we've seen more production from our running backs this season than our uh, receiving core and different things like that. But, of course, didn't get into the conversation with quarterback play. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. It might come down to just quarterback play. So, yeah. Um, quickly to close out with a couple other um, stats here: third down conversions, Michigan converting 34 percent, while opponents only converting 27 percent. For South Carolina, they were converting 40 percent, but allowing opponents to convert 42 percent. So, not uh, not so hot right there. And then red zone success for Michigan was 87, and their field goal success was 75%. For South Carolina, 
their red zone success was uh, higher at 80, or I'm sorry, a little bit lower at 84 percent, but their field goal drops quite a bit at 52 yeah. percent. That is one thing to definitely point out where advantage Michigan. Yeah, they're tw- he's uh, their kicker is 12 for 22, so they might come down in special teams. That's terrible. Yeah, on, on the season, so he only has a season long of 47. So, yeah, not when it comes to special teams, we might have him there on the kicking. So, um, but uh, but I think you know to break this down a little bit is you know where does South Carolina the best at you know i'll say the defense but what they're really good at and i noticed was they are really really good at turnovers they're actually second in the sec in turnovers they've got 12 interceptions 11 fumbles on the season and that is really really good um so and they're they're led by sky Moore, who was you know one of the best in the, in the country so he has 88 tackles uh, eight for eight and a half for a loss and three interceptions so and him and Dante Sawyer those two Sky Moore and Dante Sawyer you're gonna have to look out for those two guys they're re- very good uh, Dante Sawyer is an all SEC defensive end he's really really good he's got 29 tackles but uh, uh, you're gonna have to keep a watch out for him so he might be a wrecking crew on us so uh, but yeah I think South Carolina and takeovers so Brandon Peters got to take care of that ball um, you know, throw it away if he has to, get rid of the ball quickly, and, you know, not make that big mistakes that uh, that's, um, that South Carolina likes to force. So, Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, that's, that's the thing, too, to bring up, that um, Brandon Peters has just been very smart. Um, he's, oh, yeah. he's had his hard times with working behind this extremely poor offensive line, but out of playing five games, he has zero interceptions. Um, yeah. Wilton Spate, who only played four games, had two interceptions. So, and then of pick, course, pick sixes, yeah, yeah, and those were all, both in one game, and they were pick sixes. So. Um, that that has been probably the best thing. I mean, yeah, he's been off. Uh, at nobody, no quarterback goes in and plays a perfect game. And uh, he hasn't. He's had good performances, though. Sometimes he hasn't been connecting with his receivers. Sometimes it's on him. Sometimes it's on them. Um, he had his, um, I think it's just one turnover. Uh, then that was a fumble against Wisconsin, which that was kind of a bad uh, decision there on his part. Uh, how he did that kind of there at the end at the goal line, but uh, but really overall, and I know that's kind of relatively small, you know, five games and everything, impressive so far, and he will need to continue that streak, continue that wise decision making for this game, for sure. Yeah, and you're right. It's it's you know, Peter's this game is this game's got a lot riding on it, and I'm not. A lot of people say, well, you know, it's uh, you know, Outback Bowl doesn't really mean much since in Florida, but I'm, I'm going to sit here and tell you actually it means a lot towards one guy, and I believe it, it has to do with Peters. I think 
there's a lot riding on him on this game. He, he he needs a good game. He needs a really good game. He needs, like you're talking about, a mistake-free game almost. I know it's really difficult to ask that for a first year. He hasn't even played a whole season quarterback, but he needs to beat South Carolina to get this bowl win so we can go into the next season. But he also, he's trying to show Harbaugh, the staff, and the country and Michigan fans that he should be the starter. He's playing against Shea Patterson. That's who he's playing against. And he wants to win this game, you know, win that starting gig. And he's got to play really, really well. You know, if he doesn't play well, if he's average, I mean, the Shea Patterson talks will be there. If he plays really, really well, then you got some sort of like I call it, you know, competition talk going. And I think that's what Brandon Peters wants. I think he wants that quarterback competition and not shake uh coming in and saying you know what you didn't play very well i'll play better going in the next season and i think that's he he wants to do so and i think uh, he'll have a good game i do um and i guess well to go ahead and talk more about some of those kind of details and everything before we get into predictions uh we'll go ahead and talk about lock it and dump it yeah. And so, like I mentioned, uh, oh, wait, no, I'll, I'll mention that later. So, Locker Dump It always come in with three questions here. And I will start actually with Peters. And the interesting thing to note is that uh, Peters is not even averaging, he's played in uh, five games, not always uh, complete games and everything. And, uh, obviously being knocked out at the Wisconsin game and not being able to finish that game. But he is not even um, averaging 100 yards per game. So I'm coming in with my first one that Peters will throw 150 yards or more for the Outback Bowl. Uh, Lock it. I think he will. Right. Yep. Just based on the reasons I'm just... Sorry, a little delayed there. That's all right. Just on the, as you were saying, just on the reason I just told you. So. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I definitely think that he can do well. I'll lock it in as well. Um, you know, 150 is not a crazy amount and everything. I know that um, it hasn't been the case for him a lot. Uh, he played against a ridiculous defense with Wisconsin and didn't even finish the complete game. So situations like that, that's not too surprising. And then I think his first game, um, the uh, running backs for Michigan just ran all over the place, so he didn't even really have to do a whole lot. So I think it was only like one or two complete games that he played. Uh, anyways, not um, which affected his average there. So I think that's definitely within his reach. So um, where was it? South Carolina for our next locker dump it. They had. They have been, uh, they allowed 26 sacks so far on the season, which is just averaging just over two sacks per game. Um, so we have our stout defense, uh, top 20 defense, easily overall. I think it actually might be top 10 or roughly coming in at a red round 10, anyways. And like I said, number one with the uh, passing defense. Uh, I'm going to raise the number a little bit here, but the defense will record four or more sacks for the Outback Bowl. I'm going to dump that. 
Okay. And re any reasoning behind that? Just too high of a number? Don't think it's going to be too high. I think we'll, yeah, I think we'll get some sacks. I do three or four, you know, I got, you know, at, you know, Winovich and. <laughs> no, I'm not saying five. I'm saying like they'll get four or more. So it could be four, five or six. Uh, say three. Okay. So you're still yeah. going to do that. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead with the lock on this one as well, though. Um, keeping with uh, locking things in there because uh, Mohurst is in for the game. Uh, we have him back. Chase Winovich, like I've already mentioned, is going to be in the game. I think that they're going to go out there. They're going to have fun. The rest of the defensive players are going to be out there as well. I think that I think it's going to be four. You know, I don't think they're going to go crazy with it. Maybe they'll get five, but I think this is going to be a bit of a different defense than uh, what South Carolina has faced in some of their games. I know that they face some good defenses and everything, but I think uh, with Dr. Blitz and everything, They'll throw some chaos in there and disrupt some things. So, um, and you brought this up earlier, Craig, where they, uh, South Carolina, have been averaging um, roughly around 150 yards rushing per game. Yeah. Uh, our running backs, who have, even with this offensive line that has struggled, have had good performances. Uh, Higdon, Evans, uh, Isaac, uh, who is kind of questionable at this point. Um, Will that good streak continue? Will they be the ones who are stepping up? Because like we said, I mean, I believe it was Rutgers, so let's not get too carried away with the numbers. But they stepped up huge when Peters first took the field. It'll be first time him returning um, since being out with the injury. Will they step up? Will they produce? Will they blow that number out of the water? And will they break 200 yards rushing for this game? Michigan? Hmm. Yeah. No. I'd say dump it. Mr. Debbie Downer over here. Yeah, I think Peter's, I think it's going to be the Peter show. I do. Okay, all right, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Well, I will, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and lock it in for everything here, I guess. Uh, so I, with their, what was it, what did I have? Their, oh, well, no, I guess their, passing defense was the worst one but coming in at the 45th uh, rushing defense I think that they'll be able to open it up more I think uh, Peter's success in the air is going to be good I obviously said that he was going to be doing over 150 so I mean like if you even just add those two up that, that'll be 350 yards there I don't know I'm kind of pushing a little bit like I said I'm feeling good about this maybe I'm feeling a little bit too good I don't yeah. know. Maybe the Big Ten is kind of uh, leading me astray or letting my mind wander because what I think they're 2-0 so far. Because uh, they had their first two games today and Purdue and Iowa won. Yeah. So maybe I feel like the Big Ten is on a hot streak and going to do well. But I'll still go ahead and lock that in and uh, leave that in there. So, But... All right. Final prediction time. I guess we'll just jump into there unless there's something else that you want to mention. Any numbers, any uh, notes? Oh, well, actually something kind of maybe worth noting. Uh, did you see the video about uh, the teams almost getting in a fight? Yeah, at, uh, at Splitsville uh, Bowling Alley, I guess. Yeah. I don't know who decided to get those two together in their bowling match, but... 
I think it was it, when I read it, it sounded worse than what it looked like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was definitely they were in each other's faces and things like that, but it was more of you know, uh, jarring. Yeah. Yeah, the, you know the the dogs barking, uh, you know, trying to claim their territory kind of thing. No, no. No swings, no punches. They were definitely like right on top of each other. Coaches had to pull some players back and get in between on some things. But I don't know, watching it, and now, of course, being there would feel completely different, I'm sure. But watching it, I was kind of like, ah. Uh, the whole time, I was kind of like waiting for like one person to freak out and almost, you know, start something and make it explode. But the whole time I was kind of watching it, I was like, ah, uh, you know, I think they're just going through their whole in their heads yeah. yeah we're gonna beat you and you suck and yeah oh yeah so some you know it's it, what it does is gives us a little bit of uh steam going into this game doesn't it i mean it really does because you got two teams you're like yeah not bad seasons both identical but uh this kind of gives it a little bit of steam going into it and uh yeah that was pretty funny and you know i i mean you you you're at a bowling alley, and I believe South Carolina won that bowling game, or the bowling match. I think they played each other, but uh, uh, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it was, you know, I saw the video and it looked like there was just a little bit jarring. Even the police were there. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. Yeah, in the middle of it, but yeah, it's probably you know similar, probably to a uh, uh, MMA wrestling match or some kind of boxing match where they just kind of jar and get in each other's face, and there's always somebody there just to keep it cool and. But uh, yeah, no harm done. Just keeps it, you know, more interesting game for January first. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the predictions. Uh, do you want to go first, or do you... actually, you know what? I'm not going to let you think. You're going first. Okay. Ha. So all right, let me kick up the uh, exciting music, exciting background music here for this. Well. Michigan versus South Carolina or USC, <laughs> just to take <laughs> Caleb off. <laughs> but uh, at the Outback Bowl, January first, so it's coming up. Can't wait. I think uh, Peters is gonna light it up. I think he needs to. I think he's battling uh, South Carolina, and he's gonna be battling Patterson for the starting gig. I think he wants to show up. I think he wants to show the fan base. And the Michigan fan base, all of them, that he wants, he's the starter. He should be the starter. He's the leader of this team. And I think he's going to come in and start gun firing. I don't think he's going to come into this game thinking, I just need to play, manage the game and win. I think he wants to win big. And uh, I think he's hungry. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, that's what I expect from him. If I if he doesn't, I mean, Shea's right there looking for the next, the next season to start. So... Uh, I think Michigan wins uh, 28-17. No, sometimes I feel like I should just say screw you and go first. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be too far off uh, from you on this. I think it's going to be a good game for Michigan. I think uh, it's going to be kind of a slow game. I think there will be good halftime adjustments and things will kind of open up. Um, more for Michigan in the uh, second half. It'll be a close game at halftime. Don't don't quote me on exactly what it'll be at halftime, but I think it'll be a real, uh, good performance. I think Peterson will still be strong and uh, reliable. Nothing too flashy, but he'll get the job done. 
Uh, like I mentioned, I do think that things will go well for the rushing game as well. They'll pick uh, South Carolina apart. Uh, South Carolina will still uh, hang around, uh, keep it interesting, but in the end, I think the defense will actually be able to shut them out two quarters out of this game. Uh, so I'm going to be keeping it right real close to yours. Relatively low-scoring game. I saw that a lot of the other, um, well, a lot of people in the uh, sports casting world uh, are predicting relatively low scoring game. I'm going to go with 27 to 14. Okay. So uh, a couple field goals there for Michigan and uh, added into that score and then South Carolina just putting up two touchdowns. My prediction is one in the first half, one in the second half. Uh, we'll kind of see how that goes though. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, it'll be good to watch some football. Uh, one last hoorah for Michigan football and uh, catch some of these other Big Ten football games. We'll have to kind of do a reaction next week. Uh, I don't know if we'll do it in the post game about this one, or maybe we'll wait for an episode after that about just the Big Ten performance in both season overall. Yep. So. You know, as always, we thank you guys for coming out, hanging out with us, and listening in. It's always fun. We hope you guys had a good holiday. Hopefully, travels went were safe, um, and that you guys have a good New Year. The game is on New Year's Day. Don't get too crazy New Year's Eve night because yeah. you need to be live, awake, alert, enthusiastic <laughs> <laughs> for the game at noon. Should be a good one. Uh, enjoy it with friends and family if you guys are still hanging out there after the holiday. And, yeah. Uh, anything else, Craig, before we go? Nope. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, you're not going to be dying any hair on your body orange. I won't. But Oh, yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see that. <laughs> yeah. Again. Well, p- people don't know because I mean, come on, we're we're sports, we're uh, we're sportscast, podcast, audio, so they wouldn't know. Maybe I dyed my whole head orange. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We don't we don't do video on the show. Uh, our show isn't video, so you can think it if you want to. Yep, yep. Think orange. Yeah, so. but it will be pretty cool to see them out there with that. A very cool thing to do there with the uh, Chad Tough Foundation. So. Uh, with that, though, we will be connecting with you guys after the game. We will bring you our follow-up episode after the game occurs and everything. We hope you guys get to enjoy it and have a good time. Maybe watch it while you're out back. Don't worry because you won't run into any state fans there because all of them are boycotting. So uh, we'll finish off with Go Blue, though. Go Blue.